when I come down here and the cereal's gone and I can't get any of the cereal. We got all this milk. I can't eat any of the cereal. That is my favorite cereal. What are you doing? Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined per usual by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott the Gooch Kraus. What's going on, Scoob? And a hearty sup, mensch, wamp, wamp. What's been going on? What has been going on? I'm, I've been house sitting. That's, That's right. You are you are here in the house I'm sitting. I am. We're not near Buddy's studios today. No, we're uh, we're up near the the Folsom Prison right mm-hmm. now. We're well, keep it vague, dude. <laughs> they're gonna track us down. Come on, Scott. This episode's gonna release in what a week or two, and then a they're gonna weeks. yeah, and then they're gonna come right here, and I'm just, I'm not gonna be here. Like you said, Folsom, I know where. Yeah, knock knock, I'm here. This imaginary fan that we don't have, <laughs> uh, imaginary stalker. Yeah. What are you sipping on over there? They they got me these fancy beers um, for me to house sit. In in thank like as a thank you for me house sitting, it's a sour ale barrel aged nine to fifteen months in Pinot Noir barrels with cherries added, uh, fermented in the bottle. It's called Supplication. Supplication by Russian River. And this this tiny bottle was sixteen dollars. People uh, might know Russian River by the beer Pliny Pliny the Elder. Yeah. Here's something. I do not like sours, but I was gonna inquire as to if I could try a sip. Yeah, on let's air. let's try this on air. It, right, this is the uh, Pinot Noir aged. Scott's handing this to me. Some fancy ass stuff. I'm gonna take a live sip. Something I would never buy live on podcast. Hmm, very fruity. Yeah. Super fruity. It's not too harsh. Hmm. <laughs> That's what the professionals do. I just got a quick taste of olive. Olive. Yeah, that's You know what? That's not... It sounds weird, but I can see that. Okay. I'm not crazy. Yeah, I I could make you feel stupid right now, but I, I get it. All right. Thank you, Scott. I'm going to hand this back to you. Thanks, bro. And uh, my review is that it's the best sour I've ever had, and but I don't think I could drink a whole one. Uh, okay. It's very, it's a very strong flavor, very robust. It's about twelve ounces a bottle at sixteen dollars a bottle. Yep. It so, better be fucking good. Better be good. Yeah. Sixteen dollars a bottle. Yeah. That is pretty good. Yeah. I don't know if I could drink a whole bottle, but that is very good. It's good. Yeah. Scott, I have some. Music news. Music news. Yeah, we totally, we could have talked about this last time and we didn't because we're fucking degenerates. Wow. Yeah. What? Uh, Tool is now streaming on Spotify and other streaming services. Right. That's big news for all you dads out there. That is huge news because they were one of those bands that you couldn't even find on YouTube, right? Probably. I don't think you could find them on YouTube, or I don't even know about any live footage anywhere. Them and Prince were like the two artists that I know you can't, you couldn't find their music streaming on anything. Well, Prince you can find on Spotify, but like on YouTube, 
I know he had some sort of, I don't know, there's some sort of restriction in place. Yeah. You couldn't find any of that. And, you know, Tool was also one of those bands. Now, here's the thing. I'm, to date, not a Tool fan at all. I don't get it. Yeah. But I want to go back on these albums and see. I took a, I, I dipped my toe in, dipped my tip in a little bit. I didn't like what I heard. Not into it. Yeah. I, I will I, I will have to say the same. Uh, I not I don't care about Tool. I tried. I tried when I yeah. when I heard this was streaming, and um, maybe they should have just stayed off the platform because uh, <laughs> I just like it's just not for me. Yeah, uh, uh, and they are they are going to be releasing their first new album in thirteen years called Fear Inoculum. So we'll we'll review that and make a lot of people mad. Yep. Yeah, that's right, David uh, McNasty, friend of the podcast. He had. I'm going to butcher this story, but he's got a buddy who was talking to somebody. It might have even been at a Tool show, and the guy was just like, "What? what's the singer's name? Maynard something? Keenan. Maynard Keenan? Yeah. This guy was just like your stereotypical stoner dude, like, yeah, Maynard, man. Maynard's the fucking truth, man. <laughs> just super into, into Tool. Anyway, that's the whole story. I thought that was pretty funny. That, Maynard. Who man. names their son Maynard? Maynard. I don't know. Someone who knows that that person is going to grow up and be in a band called Tool. I I have uh, similar news that you reminded me of. So that was huge news for some reason because Tool is one of those bands that's just like, we're never, I, I felt like they were just like, we're never going to do this. We're like, uh-huh. buy our album, listen you know, they, they're trying to keep it like the classic experience. I have some respect for that. I do too. I do too. Uh, but there was another band that I believe King Crimson never had their catalog on Spotify until around the same time. Interesting. So, um, yeah, I don't know if, do you know King Crimson at all? I've heard the name. I don't know anything they do. They're, uh, they're, they're like a very prominent prog band and, uh, yeah, they have their whole, as far as I know, their whole stuff on there. So nice. I feel like that's. That's something I actually will take advantage of, but no one cared. It seemed like because Tool, they Tool did it, yeah, and people were just like freaking out. But you might know, okay, you know the Kanye song "Stronger," or not "Stronger." Mm-mm. But he does a sample as like "21st Century Schizoid Man." No, I don't. Anyway, know. <laughs> uh, what is that? Power? I don't remember. But anyway, you don't even know. But that's a uh, King Crimson. <laughs> well, sample. tell me anyway, bitch. It's a King Crimson sample. It's just a. It's good, it's good stuff. Nice, and that's out. So for people who don't care about Tool, that that's some news you might enjoy. Spotify yeah, related. Go. King Crimson. Yeah. That and that's our music news. Music news. I've also got some updates. Real quickly, I went back on the previous episode. I mentioned how I did not like Elton John and how oh, right, I right. did not like Prince, David uh, Bowie, Kiss, David Bowie. So I went back and I dipped my toes in. And my tip into Elton John. <laughs> your toes it. and your tip. That's pretty deep. Gave Elton John the whole thing. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not not for real. Yeah. <laughs> and my update is that I'm still not that into it, either of them. <laughs> All right. Well, you gave it the old college try. Yeah. But here's the thing. I did find a cool Elton John album. Don't shoot me. I'm only the piano player. It's got some cool stuff on it. It's the album that has Crocodile Rock. And in particular, I found the song Have Mercy on the Criminal was pretty cool. Okay. For the sake of time, I won't 
play much of it right now, but uh, I I thought that was cool. And or I don't I never thought Elton John was bad. I'm just not into it. Uh, you know? I can't like I don't even think I could defend him because I just I just don't listen yeah. to him at all. You don't have that's yeah. not in your repertoire. No, and it never really was. Uh, yeah. Uh, and David Bowie, I listened to a bit. I went back to. David Bowie's first album and listen to a bit of that. Ooh. That's fucking old school as shit. Yeah, that's not that's not Prime Bowie. <laughs> oh, I know. Nobody um, thinks that's Prime Bowie. And then I went to the album that you like, which is called Scary Monsters. Yes, I went back to that. There's some cool shit on there. It's a pretty interesting album, huh? Yeah, still not super into it. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't do a ton for me, but uh, cool, cool stuff going on. That's uh. That's a weirder one for him. I think that most people kind of like Ziggy Stardust, which is a great hmm. classic album too. Well, or fuck like space, most people. Space Oddity. Uh, fuck Space Oddity. Yeah, I just you know I'm like really cool, so I like the stuff that like other people don't like. So I really like uh, Scary Monsters and Lodger mm-hmm. and Low. Like those three albums are like um, I think those those three albums. Man, I'm gonna feel like an idiot if that's wrong right now uh are they're part of this like trilogy so to speak i don't think it, they're related in any other way other than i think he was in berlin at the time uh-huh and i'm think i'm saying this off of like memories that i had when i was in high school so this could be completely off so don't uh there is a berlin trilogy and i know for sure lodger and i think low i'm not sure i think scary monsters is the other one too but don't quote me I won't quote you. I actually played Suffragette City in a cover band. Oh, I like that song. It was a fun song to play. Yeah. I got to use some funky effects and stuff. Do you remember where you were when Bowie died? I, no, I don't. I uh, I remember... <laughs> oh, God, is this going to get deep? <laughs> no, because I, I just had such a connection. I remember when I was when Maynard keeled over, man. <laughs> Remember where it was where Maynard took his shit off Spotify? Uh, he, Maynard James Keenan changed his mind. That shit's gone. If you name your son Maynard or Elton, he's gonna be the fucking truth. He's gonna be the truth. Uh, I don't know why my guy's Southern. It, you, I mean, can you say that in like a? Maynard's the fucking truth, man. <laughs> I was just like unconsolable when David Bowie died. It was like completely. I was like off oh really yeah i just listened to i was listening to low and just like just completely silent and like <laughs> were you like cradling like one of his albums in your arms uh lights off yeah pretty much it was it was like one of the weirdest like I'm, i don't usually have any kind of reaction to celebrity uh-huh. deaths i mean like i'm just like oh that sucks or especially if they're still active but with him, like the circumstances that he died, and then just also my personal connection yeah. to him, it just like it hit me so hard. I've never felt like that before, where it's just like, man, like I was just sitting there, like so depressed and just like irritable. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, the only other time I had a, a, a like sim- like anything close to that was when MCA died from the Beastie Boys. Yeah, that was pretty rough. See, and I've yet to have really any of my heroes die yeah um you know we've lost prince we've lost tom petty i feel like it started around the time lemmy died and then all of a sudden like later that year just all these artists and 
actors too were just dropping like flies and it's yeah nuts. well it's just like everybody of a certain generation was just yeah. out but yeah i think the next the next one that for me that i'm like dreading is is iggy pop because i feel like that's he's in he's mm. in great shape for his age but and he but he's the same yeah. era as bowie and yeah. uh it's just a matter of time you know it's depressing <laughs> talk it's yeah this is but that brings me to my next topic I went to the Rolling Stones concert. Oh yeah, and it's going to be a fucking bummer when any of those motherfuckers die. That is That's not a matter of time. They're never going to die. Yeah, they are in great shape. Yeah. God damn it! Like the next day, I was exhausted. Okay, let me start over. It was in Santa Clara. Me and my dad drove down. Great show, awesome show. They had these giant screens that. Uh, you could probably see like there were planes going overhead because there's an airport down there somewhere and they were they were pretty low because they were taking off or landing mm-hmm. and where the planes were I'm sure that if you looked out the window at the right time you could see these screens and and kind of see what's going on oh, that's cool they were massive was it loud it was pretty loud we got pretty close we had pretty close seats mm. um we saw him at Levi Stadium. There was a smaller stage that extended out from the main stage. Okay. That was probably that was probably like twenty feet from us, twenty or thirty feet oh, from wow. us. It was really close, and I'm. It was close enough that I could see when Jagger would go out there and dance like a goddamn flamboyant maniac. You could just see. I'm just looking at him, like I'm seeing the lines on his face, like. I'm not seeing age lines in a Rolling Stones DVD. Like, he's right in front of me. Yeah. This is insane. And Richards, they all went out there at one point. I was close enough that one of the songs they played out there, I could hear the hi-hat and the delay between Charlie Watts hitting the hi-hat and it actually coming out of the speakers. Wow. So it sounded like there was a little shuffle going on, but it was just an audio delay because I was hearing the live hi-hat right there. That's crazy. That was pretty fucking cool. I posted a couple of pictures on social media. I'll get some more up there uh, for who gives a shit, whatever. Was there a bag at that show, or what are they called? A bag? For a phones, what do they call those? Yonder bag. Yonder bag? No, I got some video of it, too. I what do they call it? Yonder bag? I don't know what it stands Y-O-N-D-R. I don't know what that stands for. Oh, whatever. Yeah, it's probably Yonder. just some company, some, like, startup. One thing that was fucking weird... I, okay, so I stood in line for a total of about an hour just to get a goddamn water. And when they when I ordered, give me two bottles of water. They're five bucks a piece. They couldn't give me the bottles. They poured them into hard plastic cups. <laughs> what kind of bullshit is that? Wow. Like, okay. It's like you, alcohol laws for are you, water. Yeah, are you trying to conserve plastic or something? Because you're just giving me more plastic that... You're, I'm assuming you're not going to reuse. They're not trying to conserve it. They're trying to use as much plastic as possible. Uh, yeah, I guess so. That's it. They're fighting the system. They should have put a lid. What they should have done is they should have given you a lid and a straw. 100%. If they gave me a lid and a straw, that would have been magical. They didn't do that. Yeah. That way they could waste more plastic. Yeah, more plastic, more convenience for me. Yeah. But it's like I didn't want the entire. I didn't want. I wanted to nurse it throughout the entire show. I'm not. I don't want to hold this fucking cup the whole goddamn time. Yeah, you could. the The bottle is so convenient because you can close it. Yeah, and you don't need extra plastic for a cup. 
Yeah. And one of those cups, the chick wasn't paying attention because somebody else was distracting them, and she didn't pour out the last little bit, so they skimped me on like a good inch of water off the top of that second cup. Wow. Paid five bucks for that. I want the whole bottle. Yeah, it cost them what, like 50 cents? <laughs> We yeah. should start a uh, a war. We should get all of our fans to rally against the stadium. Yeah, let's do it. Fuck football anyway. You know what? That's another thing I don't like. I don't like football. Yeah, you know what? I'm kinda, I like, I'm with you. I like football. I like uh, soccer. I don't care I like about soccer, soccer either. I don't follow it, but I think it's... I'm not a sports guy. We're not, not sports yeah, guys. Yeah, no. I could dig on soccer, though. Soccer is a sport that I could actually, if I wanted to, I could actually sit and watch it. The only one I could say that about is basketball. Hmm. I always felt like the people who played the game are slightly more interesting, and I think that I like the league a little bit more. I think I like, like football is just kind of weird. There's a lot of weird controversies and stuff. Yeah, I think basketball is. Yeah, basketball has a lot more like fun personalities. Honestly, football's too broy for me. Yeah, everyone gets so goddamn competitive. It's like when people. Start talking about their team and stuff. It's like, yeah, we did really good this year. You know, we're probably going over. First of all, we didn't do shit. Yeah. The team that you enjoy did. When people like have riots about a team. Yeah. Or they start fights. Like my dad was in a bar or something and and he's a 49ers fan Mm -hmm. and he gets really into it. He'll like clap at the TV and stuff. (laughs) But some guy like tried to pick a fight with him because he was a Raiders fan Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's like, what is going on? Yeah, like what, gives a shit? What's going on in your life where that's something that gives you so much anger when someone likes a different team? It's like it's like me going into a bar with a, a Breaking Bad shirt and someone is just like, mm, I like the Sopranos. Come on, let's go. Yeah, yeah. Put them up. Put up your Dukes. They say. Yeah, I I really I don't understand sports. It's just like it's like a guy the guy's version of like The Bachelor or something. <laughs> It's just like I, I was. I've been listening to people at work like all this drama about players and like, oh, this guy had to, you know, this guy's going broke and this guy got arrested for domestic abuse and all this stuff. And it's just like it's kind of becoming like a yeah. gossip thing. Like, yeah, it's it's just weird. Damn, we got some hot takes on here, Scott. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, I do know. I'm really good at communicating yeah. uh, points. So. But uh, anyway, enough about all that. I'm sure we lost some listeners by saying that we just don't like football and sports. You know what? I'm drinking this $16 beer. I'm getting drunk, and I don't give a shit about football. Woo! Scott, you're my goddamn hero right now. <laughs> and the halftime show, the commercials, no, it, it all sucks. Like, the Super Bowl sucks. I used to care. Whoa. I don't care anymore. I don't think I've ever cared about the Super Bowl, but it is kind of fun to go just hang out and bullshit and watch the commercials. I think any sport, it's fun to watch like the last game because there's mm. a lot more at stake and yeah. there's like a lot more production involved. But <laughs> I, I just think that people freak out about the commercials in the Super Bowl. Do you do you want to know my biggest pet peeve about basketball? What it's the most trivial thing. What's, you can think of what's that? The squeaking of the shoes. Oh wow! Bugs the complete fuck out of me. That would that would be something that annoys you. So if it's on mute, that's fine. I I don't mind, but I don't really have any strong feelings one way or another about basketball. But baseball, I think baseball is my least favorite sport. Now we're really gonna get some hate. <laughs> Let's just go down the list. All right, we're going down this rabbit. What, what hole. don't you like I about baseball? The, baseball? the drugs. 
the drugs, the substance abuse. The the big league chew. The big league chew. Fuck big league chew. Come on, green apple. Like I'm gonna be <laughs> chewing that like all the time. Like what the hell? No, people are always like, that's that's the American sport. You don't like baseball? No, I don't like baseball. It's fucking boring. Give it's, it to the Japanese. They they do it better than we do. Yeah, it's not it's not fun. Uh, it's not fun to watch. Is that like a weird way to say it? Like the Japanese? The Japanese? Instead of just like J- Japan. Give it to Japan. Give it to Japan. I just... I mean, they are Japanese. Yeah, but saying the Japanese? Japanese is like... Uh, like it, it feels like an old man thing like to low say. Like low-key problematic or racist? <laughs> I, I don't think it's racist, but just like... Yeah, it seems well, like you did. Old... You did say in the same breath they do it better than we do, so it can't be racist. <laughs> yeah, you can't have racism that's positive. That's the that's the fucking truth, man. <laughs> We're just digging this this hole so deep. Oh shit! Anyway, I can't, uh, I can't even see the this the surface. Surface, yeah. You're fucking hammered, dude. For, you can't even. Thanks for speak. digging me out of that word hole. Yeah, I'll dig you out of any hole. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? fucking truth man so the stone show it was a great show me and my dad had a good time it, the whole thing went pretty smooth uh the only hiccup was trying to get the water and then uh vista kicks opened up they're from roseville they are from sacramento yeah they yeah. are from roseville yes i, knew I didn't realize that they were that local i don't know it kind of blew my mind i was like fuck it now these guys are opening up for the stones i have no idea how they got that gig that's insane i've and seen them before and they're they're pretty good but they're they're oh they're fine yeah i just i don't know why they're opening for the stones my dad turned to me he's like this band sucks yeah <laughs> i <laughs> i could imagine like- them that being their like biggest reaction were, i just i feel like that's so random they kind of just trailed on the last song a bit and i was fine with it my dad's like come on let's let's go like what <laughs> like hurry up like get finish basically he's getting yeah. frustrated but uh they were okay it was um it was fine could but you imagine could you imagine how much as an opening band from roseville like how much money you get like compared to your other shows just being a touring opener for the stones you That's got to be like the biggest uh, gig they've ever had. Probably, and probably just on like merch alone. Yeah. Um, which it always blew my mind. A lot of these opening bands, their merch is just as much as the headliners. Like, mm. like you're going to put a $45 Vista Kick shirt next to a $45 Rolling Stone $45? shirt? $45? Yeah. That's I typical. Think, you know what? They, 40 bucks is like typical for a band shirt at a concert like that. What? Yeah. We had this discussion on the on the after the Weezer episode. I just can't believe that. Yeah, I just can't process that. Yeah. I forgot that conversation though. Yeah. Um. So what probably ended up happening, um, is that the the Rolling Stones, whoever's managing the merch, was just like, you can't charge any less than this because that's what we're charging. Maybe that is possible. So they can't. It's like, oh, you could you could pay forty five dollars for this Rolling Stone shirt, or Vista Kicks has one for twenty dollars. Mm. Yeah. They're undercutting the. That's, that's not that anybody's going to gonna want their shirt more than Rolling Stones, but. Yeah. No shit, though. I would like to play the intro of the night, if that's cool. Intro of... Oh, intro, yeah, yeah. I, I filmed them going on stage, the you know, the lights coming down and these big-ass screens. I'll see if I can cut maybe a small clip of this, and I'm going to show it to you right now. So you can see there's lines going across the screen. Wow, so colorful. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just white. But Do you see it okay? Yeah. And then the tongues come out here. A lot of color. <laughs> it's like a little cheesy, but then this is cool. Uh, give it a second. <laughs> it's a nice touch. The No Filter Tour 2019. This is wild. Yeah. I, I want to try and get... Oh, there's the tongues. Oh. Richards comes out there. Look at these lights here. Just the white lights there were so intense. I just started craving a hot dog. I don't know why. I don't know why either. I think it was the national anthem. <laughs> really got you a hankering for a hot dog. Whenever I think about America, I get I get hungry. <laughs> it's like whenever you hear mariachi, you want a burrito. Hmm, can't say that happens to me. <laughs> anyway, so I just wanted to play a clip of that. Whenever I hear uh, polka, I want a bratwurst. Let me ask you this. What kind of food do you want when you listen to the Black Keys? Ooh, uh, I think I want uh, hard alcohol. Hard alcohol. Yeah. I accept that. But I don't know if you mean that positively or negatively. <laughs> we'll find out. Yeah, we'll find out. Today we're here to talk about the latest album from the Black Keys entitled Let's Rock. Let's Rock. It's got like a ACDC cover on that. It does. And Let's Rock is a very ACDC style name. And to be perfectly honest, I fucking hate it. It's <laughs> I bad. I hate that name. It's bad. I like the, I like the style. Of, the image is cool. Yeah, like the I like electric th- chair. I do like um, how it looks. Um, I just don't think yeah. it really necessarily fits the album. Came out on June 28, 2019 under None Such Records, which I did, uh, which they've been on for a long time. It's a good it's a good label. Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, with um, They normally do a lot of collaborations with Danger Mouse. This album, I don't think they collaborated with him on at all. No. They produced it independently, and it's their first album in five years. Without Danger Mouse? Oh, it's just, just in general. In general. Oh, they, wow. they took a three-year hiatus hmm. and then uh, came back into the studio to work on this one. And uh, so let me run down the track listing real quick before we get too crazy, even though we're fucking wild as it is now. Let's rock. We've got Shine a Little Light, Eagle Birds, Low High. I think that's a play on Lo-Fi. Walk mm. Across the Water, Tell Me Lies, Every Little Thing. Get yourself together, sit around and miss you, go, breaking down, under the gun, and fire walk with me. Or fire walk with me, however the emphasis is supposed to be on there. I want to say that's a reference to, what's that show? I didn't watch it, so never mind. (laughs) Okay, well... Let's say that it's not a reference, <laughs> and that what's uh, that show? Uh, something out of nothing. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Uh, I oh, I think that I there know. is like a theme in that show called Firewalk with Me. I don't watch the show, so I don't I don't know. Hmm. That's the only that's the only other time I've ever heard that before. So, 
I don't know. Yeah, I think I've watched one episode of Twin Peaks, and that's it. So yeah, I watched the first episode. I think I would like it if I kept watching it, but it's just like yeah, it's just a commitment. Too much other good shit on right now. Yeah. Uh, so Scott, let's talk. Let's rock. Also, they're from Blackies are from Akron, Ohio, right? This is true. And I think that they recorded this album in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, they are a two-piece, Dan Auerbach and Patrick Carney. Carney on drums, Auerbach on guitar, vocals, and pretty much everything else. They have I the guess. white stripes dynamic. They do. Yeah. Um, and they've been kind of, yeah, they've been paralleled with white stripes a lot because they're very garagey, mm-hmm. very gritty, uh, you know, grungy, kind of dirty sound. At least the older albums are a lot more raw, as we fucking say all the time on it's, here. It's like... So with this band, it was hard for me to respect them when they came out for that reason, though, because it's like when they came out, I think White Stripes were really popular, mm-hmm. and they they had a color in their name. It was a guitarist uh, yeah. and a drummer, and it sounded like very similar. So I was just like, okay, come on, guys. <laughs> yeah, I think that when I was younger, I kind of pegged them as like, quote copying white stripes yeah it's hard, though, it was hard for me not to do that when they yeah were, even though they are it is different it's different it's totally different yeah. now i think back then it was less different though i you know i haven't listened to enough of their first couple albums first two three albums to speak to that but i, I think, listened to the first track on their first album and it was good it was really good and it was like but it was very uh garagey I think you would like their early stuff because it's less refined. I think I would like it too because I, in preparation for this album, I listened to Thick Freakness. Yeah, people love that's like a fan favorite, and uh, it's got that Vaseline cover. He's just like two yeah, fingers it dipping in the Vaseline. I I like the cover. I like you would like the cover. I like uh, his vocals sound really different. I just listened to the first track before you got here, and I liked it a lot. Actually, I was very surprised how much yeah. I liked it. I, I haven't I haven't gotten into Thick Freakness actually. I don't remember, I don't know why. I don't know why I haven't gotten back to that one. I have Rubber Factory hmm. from close to the close around the same time, but uh on on the um on the topic of the white stripes, Jack White had made a comment. We might have discussed this on here before, but he had made a comment that not that he thought Black Keys were copying the white stripes, but he would flip on the TV, he would hear a song and a commercial and think, hey, this band is ripping off my sound and it would end up being the Black Keys. He kind of yeah. he kind of called them out on that. Like, hey, someone's ripping, someone's ripping the White Stripes off, but it would end up being the Black Keys. And I guess Patrick Carney kind of uh, made like a little diss tweet about that too. And then he actually had a follow-up tweet. Who's Patrick Carney? The drummer oh, from the drummer, Black okay. Keys, yeah. He had a follow-up tweet saying... Just talked to Jack on the phone for about an hour. Like, we're cool. He's a good guy. It was like some, it was, they had like this little drama going on that didn't <laughs> last. It was like someone said that Jack White got in Carney's face somewhere at like a bar. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think any of, and that they like argued and stuff. And I don't know if any of that was true, hmm. but they did have a little tiff just because they each were making these little sly comments. Yeah. But then they talked to each other and, and worked it out. If you're if you're the Black Keys, I don't think that you really have room to to diss Jack White, though. 
to be fair. I, I think like it's just like so it's so I like, think it was I think it was sparked because of reading Jack White's comments. Yeah. I think that's but it, but if also like I understand it from Jack White's perspective because if it's like Jack, the White Stripes were before the Black Keys, as far as I know. They were well before the Black Keys and they had the same type of sound, the same type of li- like dynamic and then they had a color in their name. Mm-hmm. It was like and it's, it, kind of it's like, like the un- opposite color. It's yeah. like white versus black. And then I mean now the black keys have kind of completely d- differentiated themselves. Yeah. Uh, I don't completely. really I don't care anymore. Yeah. But uh but I could see yeah, that. I there could see that. Uncanny simil- uh, similarities. Okay, I found yeah. the article here in Rolling Stone. Jack White has responded to Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney's allegations that White tried to start a fight with him after running into each other at a New York City bar. Carney accused White of bullying him, in quotes, in a series of tweets Sunday night and said of the Lazaretto rocker, Jack White is basically Billy Corgan's dumbass zero t shirt in human form. What? I don't know what that's supposed to mean. <laughs> However, White what denied. A weird diss. Yeah. However, White denied that he attempted to start an altercation with the rocker in a statement following Carney's uh, Twitter tirade. Uh, God, do I love drama! Uh, so, then, so you know how I was making fun of people who got into sports drama before? Uh huh. I'm a complete hypocrite because this is pretty yeah. cool. <laughs> Music drama. Hey, Music drama. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm all just... about that. Hey everyone. It was at this point that I proceeded to read pretty much the entire fucking article. For the sake of time, we've trimmed it down quite a bit. If you're still curious, the article is from Rolling Stone, dated September 14th, 2015. If you Google Jack White, Patrick Carney, it should be one of the first results that pops up. Anyway, back to the show. This just It's just too much. Juicy feud. It's very juicy. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the people can can draw their own conclusions from that. From that, we're straight sipping from the teat of that feud. Uh, what what side do you take? Uh, I don't. I think I take the Black Keys side, kind of okay. a little bit. Uh, I think it's kind of it's dumb that there's a feud at all. Like I get it. Like it's uncanny. You have to choose. Uh, I have to choose. Fuck. Uh, I, sh- I I I'm not choosing. Nope. Yeah. Well, Fuck how you, about Scott. how about music? Do you prefer Black Keys or White Stripes? Shit. Okay. I am afraid to answer that question. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to say Black Keys. Wow. Because they have more material collectively that I enjoy um, consistently than the Black Keys do. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry, the White Stripes than the White Stripes do. The White Stripes... On each of their albums, there could be a song that I fucking love next to a song that does absolutely nothing for me. The Black Keys, the albums that I really enjoy, the songs will be consistently like good from track to track. Cool. And I do think that the Black Keys had some sort of turning point later on, maybe after Thick Freakness, uh, where all of a sudden they were... Actually, well, are we getting into it? Are we... <laughs> we're just... Yeah, we're. I'm. I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm getting all over the place with this shit. Um, we got into the drama, so I'm just starting to. I'm trying to start something here. Oh yeah, let's 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 fuck. Let's rock. Let's <laughs> rock and fuck and talk. Rock and fuck and talk, and then we'll walk. The Black Keys. Well put. 
Scott, let's start with you. Let's get back to square one. Do you like the Black Keys? Uh, honestly, not really. I kind of knew that. There are some people in our circle of friends who don't like the Black Keys. And for a while, I was thinking to myself, I get it. But now I'm starting to think, why? I, mm. I'm starting to question why. And I guess it's a matter of if you don't like that kind of grungy, very fuzz guitar sound, then you're not going to like the Black Keys because they're kind of all about that. So so with me, it has never really appealed to me. Uh, and, I, and I've always questioned their authenticity. Uh, that's fair they've they honest. got very commercial for a while yeah um i felt i had the same thing as jack white it was like they have songs that are like theme songs for tv shows yeah. there's like i've recognized like eight different songs of theirs that are in commercials i've seen them act in a tv show before i feel like i did too but i don't remember what what show uh they were on nashville you ever see that I have not watched it, but I know people who are fans. Yeah, they they were on that. Uh, Interesting. I they're funny, dude. Some of their promotion for this album was pretty funny. They were on uh, other shows too, weren't they? On like, they weren't on Master of None, were they? They were in like a comedy show, right? They were, or at least one of them was. Yeah, what was Dan Auerbach was on? Maybe it was Master of None. It, yeah, something like that. If anybody out there knows what show uh, or shows the Black Keys were on. Uh, tweet it at us at EarBuddiesPod uh, or email it to us EarBuddiesPod at gmail.com or Instagram of the same thing. So my thing with Black Keys in like a very general sense is that I always felt like they were capitalizing on a sound rather than an artistic motive. It was like they had, and and I can say that especially for this album, this is the first album I've listened to all the way through. I've only ever heard the singles. Huh. That it's like a specific sound, and that's it. It just felt like they were doing business with this this aesthetic. Like they're going for a specific aesthetic, but I don't feel anything underneath that with any substance. Interesting. I, I feel like it's kind of engineered, like any, you could, you could like uh, you could put all these tracks on a wheel, spin the wheel wherever it lands, put that song in a commercial. It doesn't really matter. Like it just felt it felt like any of these songs could make them a bunch of money. They could just pick it out, stick it anywhere they want, and it's another fat paycheck. I agree with that to an extent. Um, I do think that yeah, a person could listen to Black Keys and say, "Oh, everything sounds the same," the same way you could with like ACDC. Well, I don't think everything sounds the same. I just think that everything sounds like it could be marketed. Yeah. Well, and that's yeah, like they've got a very sleek sound. It's well yeah. produced, but it's well produced in a vintage way. Yeah. That's very like trendy one thing that i appreciate about their approach that i think is kind of neat a factoid if you will is that they don't really go into the studio with anything in mind they don't typically go there with an idea in their head they literally go into the studio and start jamming on something Mm -hmm. and you know keep the ideas to develop they really they keep it contained in the studio yeah which i think is kind of cool that's cool um you know because it keeps it kind of like fre- it keeps it in the moment. It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Like, oh, we came up with this together. But yeah, they they are they have become very marketable and very commercial. And 
what got me into them was their album Brothers that had the song Tighten Up on it. I heard that on the radio, and that was what got me into the Black Keys. Could, I could that, you play a bit of that? Just yes. refresh my memory. Also refresh my memories. I will express your memories after the pod. Ex- express them, wow. Okay. Yeah, and refresh them. Uh, this song, Tighten Up, this this is uh, what yeah. got me into Black Keys. You know this song? I know this song. Yeah. I loved this song mm-hmm. um, to the point that I ended up buying this album, and I loved the whole album. Okay. I, I went fucking head first shaft first in the black keys actually to the point they're one of the bands that i kind of burnt myself out on (laughs) yeah a bit a while back um so i didn't listen to them for a while uh el camino was this song is good um but this was this came out at the time when i started to really question the authenticity of a lot of independent musicians huh uh and it they started to commercialize indie a lot more yeah, uh, and I just didn't trust this band from from the square from the get go. Yeah, so um, sorry, no, Cam- no, you're Camino. Fine. Uh, El Camino was the album that came out after that that had Lonely Boy, which was also pretty heavily marketed. Here's something about the Black Keys <laughs> that I don't like. They put out like we would go into Dimple. Yeah, Dimple's on its way out. Rest in peace, Dimple Records. So stupid. I'm so mad about that. Yeah, <laughs> um, they would get stacks and stacks of CDs of their singles. Who's going out spending $2 on a CD that's just the single? I have done that before. <laughs> You've done that before? Yeah. It's I'm, I've done that with PJ Harvey and some other stuff. I, I think like the B-side is what people buy yeah. it for. Um, uh, but this this album was cool, and I guess I'm kind of just chronicling my Black it, if it's just If it's just that one song, that's really stupid. But if there's a B-side, it could be... Yeah, they so when they put out their album Turn Blue, which I really love. This might Turn Blue might actually be my favorite Black Keys album. This is an album that I think to me it felt like they stepped out of their Black Keysness okay. and did something a little different. It does feel very different from their other stuff. It's a little more refined, a little it's I mean it's got its it's definitely Black Keys flavor. Yeah. But it's it just feels different something's different i but i but i love it it's a great album and like i'm not sure i've heard anything from that album so this album is worth checking out and i wish i would have given you that heads up um to to take a listen to it because it's just uh let me see if i can find this little bit i like yeah this is cool there's there's singles off this album like fever was the single off of it fever is probably the worst song on the album okay like the it only um it only goes up from there Having said that, the drums in Black Keys, I will say, are something that never really wowed me. <laughs> okay. I feel like they always kind of just do what they need to do. He's not a very fancy drummer. Similar to... Oh. ACDC? Meg White. Similar to Meg... Except uh, Patrick Carney's a better drummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but, but that idea. Yeah. The idea is the same The same. Yep. Thing. Of just, you know, always knowing where the, the beat lies. The basics... And then the yeah. guitar is just like the one that's doing all the work. <laughs> yeah, kind of. And, uh, but, um, who's doing the bass there? Is that from the guitar? No, he, so Dan Auerbach does, does the bass on here, but then they get like extra performers oh, when they play nice. live, uh, like their background performers to help. Uh, nowadays they do. 
they have extra performers to come out and, and help them with, you know, keyboard parts and backing vocals and the if he's like and pitching stuff. down his guitar or something. I wasn't uh, sure. I'm sure he does on some songs. That's yeah. you know, Jack White would do that. Yeah. Uh, with that Pog baby, Pog? polyphonic octave generator. Oh. Yeah. Pog. Made by Electroharmonics. Did you ever um, collect Pogs? I had Pogs when I was a kid. I had like a Pog maker. I don't know what happened to them, and I don't know. I never knew how to fucking play them or what to do oh, with them. Oh yeah, I didn't know what I didn't know anything I just I just made them. You had I had a this pog thing maker. Yeah, you could like take magazine, like a magazine and and make pogs out of like little circular shaped areas in the magazine. Really? Yeah, I had I had something like that. Shit, I didn't know I that didn't know existed. how to play it or anything, but Yeah. But um so Black Keys Turn Blue Fantastic album, yeah. Brothers, sure. Fantastic album. Um, they had they had like a series of of like really good albums. Brothers, El Camino's good, but maybe not quite up to par as as Brothers and Turn Blue, Turn Blue, and then Let's Rock. I think is a really good album. Okay, I think that this is one of this is up there with with Brothers and Turn Blue. Okay, it might be like a close third to those two albums for me. Mm-hmm. Um. In my opinion, I know I'm rambling right now, but you know what? Fuck it. My opinion on on Black Keys, I am finding that I started liking them more when they got more commercial. I mm. think it's a coincidence. I don't, you know, okay. getting more like like you said, just cash grabs. Some people might view it as cash grabs as opposed to, but they're yeah. very good about for those last few albums having in each song some hook, some earworm, where you're like. I don't I don't really know what that song like is by the name but the second you play it you're like yes I know exactly what song this is. I think that they are very good at at making songs. I I mean like I I think that uh I can see what you're saying that they it doesn't sound lazy in any way. Yeah. It sounds like they're pretty good about arranging and uh making hooks and stuff like that. I think that they they're very talented like supremely talented i can't imagine that like their success makes sense to me uh-huh uh just for me personally when i heard this album it it kind of struck me as like it's it's tough because it's been a five-year five-year break yeah uh but it felt like okay it was like the wrecking tours where it's just like okay business as usual type of thing <laughs> where it's just like this is Back what works it. let's do this and it, to me it was kind of difficult to listen to this whole thing and it's only 35 minutes 40 minutes yeah 38 minutes 38 minutes and it was hard for me to get through every time really yeah that's really surprising to me actually um but i i don't discredit anybody for liking this it's just like it was hard for me to uh enjoy it i kind of had a feeling because i know you're not the biggest black keys fan going into it but like even when i was listening to this i'm like thinking to myself that some of the some of the just tone well it does have a little bit more structure i feel like than you enjoy <laughs> like it's like it's almost too cleanly produced <laughs> it's for you for me yeah uh there is yeah i i don't know if it's too clean for me but i think it's too clean for something that's supposed to sound rough mhm it's too clean for the, it, it, well, it, but the, they're not really like a band that's like supposed to sound rough anymore. I don't think. But like they, they've moved away from that like garage, like spacious 
nasty thing. They're taking like the garage aesthetic and they're turning it into uh pop. Mm. It's like garage pop. Garage pop. I think they've created a new genre. So you're saying that uh they're taking like if you see a commercial and there's a cowboy in it or a movie and there's a cowboy in it. Yeah. And he looks all cleaned up and he's got his his hat and he's got his button down and stuff. Yeah, you get like a Levi's commercial. But then you take like a real cowboy like like oh, they're not going to be all pretty and cleaned up like in the movie or in the Levi's commercial. They're going to be like dirty and gritty and fucking manly. Yeah. So this is life. like this is like the this the, is the, the male Levi's model commercial. that puts on the Levi's and the and the cowboy hat and calls himself a cowboy and just like sits on a horse like stationary uh, for it. for the pictures and drives his Dodge Ram with a Hemi yeah yeah across the ranch <laughs> yeah spewing up dust yeah it's it's just it it feels like uh, it's like cosplaying or something it's like you you take all of these influences and you put them on. Damn, that's a deep burn. This album feels like cosplay to you. <laughs> yeah, it's like shit. It's like they don't walk this walk. They're just like, all right, what well, works? Okay, so a little bit of garage. Okay, oh, so man. like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Okay, so now we got to put all these effects tastefully in the mix. Uh, it just it felt like it. it I the, get the what production you're... was very good. Production's super good. The in this. production was excellent. I just think that it was too good. Too good. Too I, good. It bugs me when there's like, when they're trying to be analog, but they're, well, it sounds, I, I don't know what they're trying to do. I'm not going to put words in their mouth, but it sounds like they're taking an aesthetic that's strictly analog, uh, retro, and and they're they're turning it into something that's modern poppy, marketable. Hmm. Except that I wouldn't call this pop, way. though, but I get what you're trying to say. But it, like it has pop structure. Pop structure. Okay. We'll go with that. There aren't many uh, wild sections in this album. No, this it's it is very straightforward. Yeah, we'll say that. There's there's little to no surprises, mm -hmm. but I don't think there myself. I don't think there's a bad song on this album. When they released the single Lo-Fi, I wasn't that thrilled with it. Low high. Low high. <laughs> Whoops. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. I wasn't that thrilled with it. That's that's an okay song. That might be the worst. Well, that's not the worst song on the album, but it's it's fine. Yeah, it's whatever. I'm like, oh, okay, this album's gonna be. And when I first heard that, I'm like, okay, this album's not gonna do a ton for me. But I I was myself. I was surprised. They self produced this album. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah, it's their first self produced album. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um. They self-produced this one. The last four albums they've done were with Danger Mouse, yeah. which probably explains why I really like those albums. I'm sure we've yeah. discussed before on a previous podcast that I'm finding more and more that everything I hear with Danger Mouse, I really like. Yeah, he's 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 good. Yeah. I mean, he's worked with a lot of people. Gnarls Barkley was the group he was in, and then I think he worked with the Shins dude and Karen O and stuff like that. But yeah. Um, yeah, he did. He's done some work with Jack White too. But so here's the thing with this album is like, I can see you saying there's nothing, there's no bad songs on this album. I understand that. Yeah. I don't think no, no songs. Like I didn't think any songs were like, oh, this, this yeah. is like terrible, but it was just like, everything was just so boring to me. Boring. And it was like, let's rock. But it was just like, <laughs> it's like you put, you, let's rock is such <clears throat> a stupid name for this album. Yeah. It's, it's like. 
And I've I read reviews for this album, and like this album's getting very positive reviews. Yeah. And I read some reviews just like, well, it says let's rock, and that's what they did. And I'm just like, they didn't that's, really rock. I mean, it was just like, yeah, I they, they rocked. They had all the they had all the right moves and stuff, but it was like they they read like a rock, uh, like how to rock <laughs> for dummies. <laughs> and then they Damn, just like Scott. <laughs> it's like okay, so. They they were took they took really good notes like okay right here I gotta I gotta put this tone on I gotta do this it was just like well uh, Carney was was noted as saying it's a it's a quote an homage to electric guitar it's they had that they had that like rock I think it's pronounced approach. homage 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 yeah um the their approach was to be like on on other albums they they did have like some keyboards and stuff and I. Until I kind of did a little bit more research, it didn't really hit me. I'm like, oh yeah, there's not really many keyboards going on in this one, and they did kind of just focus on like different guitar mm-hmm. sounds and shit. And that's one thing in the production. Uh, something to speak about with the production on this album is that they can take a bunch of like distorted fuzzy guitars going at the same time and be able to like discern them in the mix. Oh yeah, there's nothing buried here. Yeah, and which is like. I just I don't know I I respect that because I've tried clean. I've tried to do that myself at home and that's that can be tough they can be a challenge sometimes mm-hmm. it is very clean but I see that being a critique for you that it's trying to be dirty but it's just too clean yeah it's the Levi's commercial yeah that's I mean it's it's hard for me to not be it's hard for me to shake that opinion like I was, I'm trying to think of it objectively but it just it doesn't feel genuine to me. Um, See, because and I got I, the exact opposite feeling. Yeah, I yeah, and I, I, th- I you're I, wrong. I, I, I think you're wrong. <laughs> I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It just like, you know, I I grew up listening to to punk and garage, like you know, like New York Dolls and and the Clash and and stuff, and and I that's like what I was raised on was was rough stuff, and when I hear a band like this, that's like trying to be rough. But it's so clean. See, but I don't think they're trying to be rough anymore. I think they're just trying to make music that they care about. But like, but it's like they're taking a rough aesthetic, which feels very. It's fucking rock and roll, dude. It's like yeah, well, it's like I there's there's a there's a there's an image <clears throat> there's an image here that that does, just doesn't feel honest. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't feel I know that. They, they have the pedigree. I think like they started out pretty rough and and raw and yeah. Uh, they're coming. They're not just coming into this like like Mumford and Sons with folk or whatever. <laughs> like they they have some kind of a pedigree, but I just don't. It's like it it just doesn't it doesn't resonate with me. <laughs> it just like I mean that's okay. That's fine. Yeah, it just I'm just doesn't. I liked it, so I'm just these are just my. Yeah, and I don't think you're wrong for liking it either. It's just like because yeah. it's it's it, I feel like the album is like exactly what it's meant to be. Yeah, and what it's trying to do is just be this just rock album with you know, and it's and I don't yeah, know. It's I a think simple it's, album. It's, yeah, it, yeah, it is very simple, and that's you know not to like diminish it. It's just yeah, I feel like for majority of the album, they're able to make these things sound unique without having to use any like weird complex instrumentation or like there's not like a ton of crazy effects going on 
It, yeah. There's a lot of like guitar parts that are just doing straightforward guitar lines that just sound simple and unique and 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 cool. I don't know. And, and they're yeah. not using auto tune, right? Like it's not like it's not like a super. It's not ultra produced. It's just like. It's very clean. Uh, it's kind of ultra produced. They could, it, they could, you know. But they, you know, they could have done like worse. Yeah, they could have done like whoa, whoa, stuff or whoa, whoa. But they didn't do that. And and I think uh, we reviewed. So we reviewed Kate Levon uh-huh. last week. Kate Lebon. I don't know how to pronounce it, but she's Welsh. Lebon. Uh, but she has a French name. And that wasn't last week. That was two weeks ago. You two prick. weeks ago. You uh, prick. Yeah. Two weeks ago, we reviewed that, and that's like kind of a complex, weird album. And I think yes. that the world needs stuff like this. That's just very straight to the point, simple. Mm-hmm. I think that that there is a there is something to be said about just like okay, we came back five years later, and we're not trying to do this like grandiose statement. Yeah, um, I think that's cool. I just it just doesn't resonate with me. Yeah, yeah. All right. You know what, Scott? You know. That's okay, I guess. <laughs> oh, I did. So I did look up the lyrics to all the songs on this album, and I have nothing to say about any of them <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. that's one thing. Like with the Black Keys, I, there's no, I've never felt that there's any sort of agenda behind mm. their lyrics. Um, they've never really been about the lyrics for me. It's been more about like the melody and delivery. I was really like, it felt like they were speaking to me when they were saying la 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 lies because that's like kind of what I've been feeling inside and it's just like they they put it all out there. Tell me lies, la 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 lies. It's just like you can't make that stuff up. You know what? That's yeah, you're right. That's pure poetry. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this. I think that tell me lies Tell Me Lies, I don't think it was one of my standouts, but I really liked it. It's an honorable mention for me, for okay. sure. Uh, that's this song here. La, 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 lies. I didn't like this song. You didn't like this song? No. I thought the song was cool, but, I, you know, as I said, I like pretty much every song on the album. Yeah, we're not going to be on the same page with this. <laughs> yeah, fuck. Um, but I thought this was cool. This felt like a single, but it wasn't, right? Uh, I don't think it was. I could be wrong though. I don't think. I don't think it's it hard was. to tell which song was a fucking single. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, this. So, you can't critique so that. Just so okay. good. <laughs> it is good. It's so a good, good song. So good. All right. Well, what'd you like off the album? Give me a give me a goddamn positive here. Um, I kind of like this song. Every little thing. That was my pick. So that surprises me because right off the bat, it sounds like super classic Rocky <laughs> with that. There's yeah. a lot of like like classic rock elements going on in this one. Yeah, it's kind of a Hendrix intro, huh? Yeah, a bit. But you like Jimi Hendrix. I do like Hendrix. That's yeah. like some classic rock that you like because you don't like a ton of like cla- stuff pegged as classic rock. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't. Yeah, I'm not really into that. Yeah. But I did get into Hendrix for some reason. <laughs> because he's good. <laughs> yeah. Haunted. He's um he's one of the twenty sevens. We've talked yeah, about that on true. here. Morrison, Hendrix, um, Joplin, Joplin, Cobain. Uh, every little thing. This was one of my picks. This was one of my. Standouts. I thought this was uh, a standout. I think that, like, right the writing wise, it was better yeah. than all of them, and I think that it had a sound to it that was enjoyable. Yeah, 
It's when they get into their choruses is when the like black keys open up for me a bit. And this one kind of had a natural build that it, it felt um, a little more genuine for me. Yeah. Okay. I accept that. That's positive. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, this is this is a really cool track. I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right and they secretly suck. <laughs> secretly? Whoa. <laughs> Shots fired. Bazinga. Right in my chest. Pew, pew. <laughs> Ouch. One for each nipple. It's perfect. I what, never miss. What else you got? Let's get, let's, um, let me hear some more of your picks. That was my only real pick. God damn it. I could say that I kind of liked, uh, well, I kind of liked the the tone shift on Sit Around and Miss You. So this I, song. I didn't think it was that great, but. You know what this song reminds me of? Huh. Stuck in the Middle with You. It does. You know what? You're right. That's, I was trying to place it. That's it. That's the same chord. It's He's hitting a D there. Yeah. And the reason why, like, I don't have perfect pitch or anything, but, like, I can recognize it right off the bat because you know this. I sang Stuck in the Middle with You in a cover band. Oh, right. And I would do the same little strumming there. So that sound of that strumming pattern is just burned into my brain. <laughs> wow. You you nailed it. Like, I was, was like, well, this sounds so familiar. Oh, that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. It is, like, it changes, but this intro part is straight up. Yeah, well, and like, some like a couple of the chord progressions, that to that, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's the same progression. And then it gets into here and it changes, but yeah. here's stuck in the middle with you. At first I was like, does it sound like Kodachrome from um, oh my god, Simon and Garfunkel? But that's not it. You're stuck in the middle. It's very similar. It's super similar. Yeah. And you just got to hear the chord progression on the, on the when it gets into the chorus here. And I like this song, too. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, shit. It's a good oh, song shit. to copy. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a good song to copy. It's a good song. Back to Reservoir Dogs. Oh, yeah. That Great movie. A- right here. Mm. Except they don't go to that third chord there. Back to dude. There, It's a little different, but... Interesting. I yeah. know this song more than I should, I guess. Well, I, I liked that it was different than the rest of the album, I guess. Oh, you did, did you? Yeah, it just it was good to have a little bit of a, the closest thing to like a break from rock, you know? It's just like <laughs> they were like, Oh man, we've been rocking so long, let's just <laughs> let's just copy stuck in the middle with you. <laughs> that was their thought process probably. Let's just <laughs> yeah. copy stuck in the middle with you. Yeah, you know that one song that no one else remembers? Hey, everybody knows that song. I know, that's what they were saying, though. You bitch. I was going to say that it has like a Harry Nelson vibe, but um, now that I remember the song that you just said, that mm-hmm. it's just straight up, yeah. yeah. Good old Steeler's Wheel. I don't know any of their other songs. I don't that's know. Okay. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was their name. Yeah. Um, but cool. Uh, one of my standouts was actually the first track, Shine a Little Light. Um, right off the bat, as soon as you kick this on, you're like, yeah, this is Black Keys, 100%. Yeah, this is honorable. I don't know. I think it's cool, and I like his voice, and you know, even though he's pretty much always got a short delay and some reverb on his vocals like for every yeah. track, but that's all right. 
It sounds good. You know, it's 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 what works for this market. Okay. <laughs> God damn it. He's done the he's done the He's got an algorithm too. Yeah, he's done the research. Yeah, he's like Rivers Cuomo. He's got the the newest I, uh Okay. Program. I'm gonna have to stop you right there. I know what you're saying, <laughs> but do not compare Auerbach to Cuomo. I think that would be a blessing for Auerbach. He should take that. No. D- disagree. If anyone ever compared me to Rivers Cuomo, I don't even. I don't even care that much about Weezer. Like, oh, that. you have weird Asian fetishes too, Scott. <laughs> Just like Cuomo, the Quo Man. The Quo Man. Weird underage Asian girls <laughs> fetish. Oh, underage specifically that his thing uh well, or was it just when he was underage there's just like that one song that um i mean he is in the asian girls but there's that one song it's weird that we all know that uh <laughs> called, well, it was publicized like yeah um was it over the sea or something like that where it's just like this japanese girl like i wonder how you touch yourself or something like that i you know i don't know the song yeah um unfortunately but i've heard People talk about it a lot. I like the song, but it's just a weird, weird thing. It's a great album. Pinkerton. Yeah, I, I want to go back and give Pinkerton a try. Because as of now, if I had to choose one, I think I would choose that I don't like Weezer. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, because there's just... You heard Blue, right? Yeah. Um, There's some okay songs on that, but I don't know. The, sucks, the stuff that I... The stuff that I like from Weezer is kind of dispersed across all their albums. Yeah. There's no like a one lot of album. I would agree with you. There's no one album where I'm like it's like individual songs. Mm-hmm. There's no one album that blows me away. I think you should that say, I've that I've heard. Try Blue. I mean, you tried Blue, but Pinkerton and then if you don't like Pinkerton at all, you might like the White album. You and Jordan mentioned that. You might like the White album. And maybe I will check that out. We did the Black you might album. Hate it? I don't know, but if any of it sounds like can't knock the hustle, I'm in. You're in for a treat, bro. Hell yeah. Hasta luego. Don't step to me, bitch. Um, I would like to point out one more honorable honorable mention from the Black Keys. Get yourself together. I thought this song was okay. This was kind of a cool jam. Yeah. It's not extravagant, but it's got a cool little, like, you can shake your hips to this. Yeah. You can shake your hips to the majority of this album. Yeah, like that little, uh, like little shuffle on the snare drum there. Mm-hmm. He yeah. does that a, a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's pretty good. Yeah, it's, uh, oh, wow. Well, yeah, that's pretty good. I need to hone in my Owen Wilson. Yeah, pretty good there. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's pretty good. It's like a timid Owen Wilson. Yeah, what, um, what was, uh, you had a pretty good, yeah. Well, Owen Wilson's always kind of timid. Even when he's pissed off, he's like, "You know, I came in here. I got, I got nothing. What's, <laughs> what's a good, what's a good scenario where he's pissed off? Uh, someone ate his all of the cereal. That yeah, he yeah. Okay, so Owen Wilson's upset because someone ate all his cereal. You know, I bought that cereal specific. You know, and I come down here, and the cereal's gone, and I can't get any of the cereal." We got all this milk. I can't eat any of the cereal. That is my favorite cereal. What are you doing? You have a gift. That's (laughs) that's incredible. Wow. Took me a second. Give me me another another one. (laughs) 
Can we cut the rest of the episode? Yeah. <laughs> just uh, just keep that as this whole episode is reviewing <laughs> Owen Wilson upset about losing his cereal. Someone's giving him a parking ticket. Okay, let's see. Okay, look. Oh, wow. Okay, look, sir. I'm outside the courthouse, okay? I'm getting a divorce here. I know. I Look, I know. You gave me this ticket. I can't pay this ticket right now, okay? I'm about to get a divorce. Why is he whispering okay. now? Because <laughs> that's what he does when he gets upset. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I like how you, you got back into character by saying, oh, wow. Yeah. That's He's like, you... okay, let me see. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. oh yeah, that's pretty good. Okay, I'm about to get a divorce, okay? Do you understand what I'm telling you? You understand that? I did the movie with Jackie Chan. I can't pay this ticket, all right? <laughs> I might have to cut some. <laughs> no, keep that. Keep all that. <laughs> oh, I lost it. Uh, what was you had a pretty good one? It was um, it was Owen Wilson and Bill Clinton. <laughs> I had that. You, you had that. It was oh wow, Monica. <laughs> or, uh, I'm sorry. It was uh, oh wow, Monica. That was pretty good. Did I, did I do that? That was you. You came up with the character. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure you did. Well. Owen Wilson and I get along quite well. Oh, wow. You know, it's pretty good. We both like Monica. She likes us. We we both like saxophone music and broads with cigar fetishes. <laughs> we both like getting into getting into some cocaine. We both like cunnilingus. <laughs> <laughs> We're both significantly depressed. I lost it. I lost my Owen. We're both... Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> We both have dark pasts. <laughs> oh shit! Um, so the black keys. <laughs> this is a this is a weird episode. This is a weird episode. I had too many fucking updates. We got all these impressions. What other what other impression you want me to do? Uh, could you do? Ooh, how about Mick Jagger? <laughs> Mick Jagger. You know what? I'm fresh off a of Stones concert. I might be able to. Uh, if I tried dancing like him, though, I'd probably break my fucking hip. Yeah, don't don't get up. Just all right. We had you vote for these songs on the internet, and the one that the audience chose <laughs> rocks off. Did he do that? He did that. Yeah, he did that at the show. <laughs> there was four songs that that people could choose from: is rocks off, sad, 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 which I'd never heard of, and a couple other songs. And rocks off one. Doesn't he have like a legendary dick, or was it like? He's good at sex. He's probably good at sex. You think he'd be bad at sex? Well, there's the moves like Jagger thing. Was that about sex? I thought, I thought that was, was just about, about like dancing. I thought that was just like a party song. Okay. I don't know. It could be about sex. He's got he he's got a bunch of kids with like a bunch of different women. So okay. he likes his women. The dude like I feel like a guy can't prance around like that on stage without being good at sex. <laughs> You're probably right. Like. He can't like he's got you know he's got those he's got that mouth. That's why whenever got, I'm on stage, I just those stand. Lips. That's why. That's why whenever I'm on stage, I just stand like yeah. completely still, like perfectly still. <laughs> it's like I I can't move because I I'm. I don't want to put the wrong impression in your minds. You know. <laughs> I don't want to be. I don't want to be misleading. Yeah. This is it. I'm just an honest guy. Everybody's. Well, I have a feeling that we've run out of things to talk about. I think. <laughs> Do you want to rate this album? Yeah. Rate this, this album. And get out of here. This is a very uh, this very long episode. What are we gonna rate this out of? Ooh, 
Um, what if we rate it? Can we rate it out of bullshit plastic cups of water? Yeah, yeah. Let's rate it out of uh, uh, decanted water bottles, uh, squeezed and emptied water bottles. Let's let's rate it out of needless cups. All right. So, how many water bottles are you going to pour into hard plastic cups and then and then immediately throw away? All right. You want me to go first? Yes, you go first. Okay. Uh, well, I like to think of myself as uh, relatively environmentally conscious. Which is why um, I will only waste four cups. Four cups? Yeah. Damn. I didn't care for this album. Don't think it's bad, but I'm not going to lie and and say I liked it any more than that. I think... It's uh, pretty low. just wasn't for me. just really wasn't for me. I yeah. didn't like it. Damn. I'm not surprised I didn't like it, but... I guess um, I'm not surprised. I thought you were going to like it a little more than that, but yeah, maybe uh, I just had my hopes up. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't. Well, fuck. Whale fuck. I don't disparage. How many whales fucking do you give it? Oh, six. Six whales fucking? Yeah. Four uh, plastic cups yeah. filled with water. I don't think anybody is wrong for liking this. It's just like, I mean. I'm sure as hell not wrong. You're wrong, but no Who one. Who you pointing fingers at, Kraus? You're wrong about a lot of stuff, but not about liking this. So okay, yeah, that's uh, fair. Okay, cool. Uh, I thought it was pretty good. I'm gonna give this seven whales fucking, but then eight point five cups of water, plastic cups of water that are probably gonna get thrown out. So do you average those two? Nope, I'm going with the cups. So it's not like a 7.75? Mm-mm. Okay. No. So 7. Uh, No, 8.5. <laughs> oh, okay. 8.5. I got it backwards. You think I said 7? I thought you- Oh, s- 7 whales fucking. 7 whales fucking. That scale's different. Okay. Um. Yeah, I, of course. There's a lot of matter there. Yeah, of you know? course. You gotta- That can get overwhelming quick. I think whales have like giant schlongs. I should hope they do, because they're giant. Yeah. Where do they keep it? In the cloaca? I think they, they keep it in their mouths. Is it retracted? Are they just like flopping dongs out the ocean? Like there's <laughs> seriously just like, like uh, you know, little fish use it to hide from bigger fish. Like a scuba diver gets like bonked by this <laughs> giant whale dick. <laughs> and like, uh, it's like the tide, it's like, a ship's rudder, like the tide from that whale dick, just like spins him around, and like, <laughs> he just gets dragged under the ocean. How'd he die? Well, he got dragged down by a whale dick, yeah. the, full of barnacles. The tide from the the drag on that dick just <laughs> pushed him into a giant sea urchin. <laughs> The bottom of the ocean. <laughs> uh, if there's a giant sea urchin out there somewhere, that would freak me out. Because for some reason, sea urchins really freak me out. Everything's giant at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, including whale dicks. <laughs> Especially whale dicks. <laughs> Probably have. Uh, what are those things called? Um, yeah, bonked by a whale dick, bumping scoobs and 
bumping scoobs? <laughs> Abbreviated scuba divers. Oh. <laughs> I, I thought I was going to have a second thing faster. <laughs> Just bumping scoobs. Yeah, as you do. Bumping scoobs and smoking doobs. <laughs> well. Oh, we are fucking tapped out. You want to end this? You want to get the fuck out of here? Uh, What impression should I do? Oh, uh, give me, you know what? Give me a David Bowie impression. This okay. is, uh, give me David Bowie ordering a Subway sandwich. I'm terrible at impressions. Just heads up. I'm not nearly as good as you. Well, I'd like a sandwich with meatballs and tuna fish <laughs> in the stars where I live now. I've ascended. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that was pretty good. To answer your question, yes. Let's end this. <laughs> we want to remind everyone out there to check your diddy miss. And with that, this has been your buddies. See ya. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye bye now.